What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Trade talk on a Wednesday here on Fantasy Football Today. What's going on, everybody? The whole gang is together. Adam, Jamie, Heath, Dave, talking trades. You're never going to guess who the most traded player is. You can try, but you're never going to get it right. Go ahead. Go. Most traded. Hmm. He's on a Jamar buy. Chase. Jamar Chase, no. He's on a buy. So? The player is on a buy? Mm-hmm. Oh, the player's on a buy. Yeah. Most traded. Jerome Ford. Oh, Dave. Wouldn't have got it without my clue, but congratulations. Jerome Ford has been traded over 1,300 times in CBS Sports Leagues. Is that a buy low or a get the hell off my roster? What is that all about, Jerome Ford? Because Raheem Mostert being the number two most traded, that one I get. Uh, what, do you guys, what would you do with Jerome Ford right now? Sell high. Yeah, you you could try and do it. There are people that are desperate for running backs, and they want to get somebody who they they feel like they can count on. Jerome Ford is getting a decent amount of work, right around 60% of the snaps, 65% of the snaps for Cleveland. And if you're desperate for a running back, that's somebody that people are are picking up, and maybe they're doing it on the cheap. I'd like to know what those trades look like. What are they giving up to get Jerome Ford? I will ask the 1,364 people who have made the trade. I will find out for you, and I will report back. Good we morning. Have, uh, we have a database where we get all their phone numbers. You can call them all. <laughs> Somebody in the chat has traded Jerome Ford. Like, Tell us in the chat who you traded Jerome Ford for. I hope there's probably somebody in the chat who traded for Jerome Ford as well. Um, I hope you didn't give up much. We can, get, we can get them together. He's outside of my top 24 amongst running backs rest of season. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I tried to trade him last week, as you recall, on this very show for Mark Andrews, and it didn't work. So I had to trade DeAndre Swift for Mark Andrews. Um, okay, but I love trades. I'm, yeah, I'm going like trying very hard to trade for Jalen Waddle this week. 
I think most people probably aren't too worried, but it's been a terrible start and you never know. I want to know who you guys are looking to buy low on, who you're looking to sell high on. We'll talk about Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Um, We've got a surprise game coming up. We've got some advanced stats. We're talking about the Thursday night game, Chicago at Washington. Fill in the blank. Busy show. Heath Cummings, start us off. Favorite buy low. It's Brees Hall. I uh, had tweeted, and, and I'm not sure if he did too much against the Chiefs, but I tweeted during that Chiefs game, if, there, if there's any way that the Chiefs could keep him from exploding in this game, I'm going to send out a bunch of Brees Hall trade offers this week. Um, that'll happen today, I guess, because I haven't done it yet. But I just, I mean, we've seen the big play potential pop a couple of times. We The whole theory against drafting Brees Hall early was that he's coming off an ACL and he's going to get off to a slow start. He's going to be limited. Dalvin Cook looks like he has absolutely nothing left. And they're playing the Denver Broncos this week. Like if the breakout's probably going to happen in like five days. So go get him while you can. But he only had six carries. So are you really, he's had 10, 4, 12, and 6. So are you really confident? If you look at the schedule, Denver this week, then Philadelphia is tough, then a bye. Are you thinking maybe more? If it doesn't happen this week, after the week seven bye, more likely to happen for Hall? I think it can happen this week on six carries. I can't imagine why he'd need more than that against the Broncos. And then I'm, maybe I'm, you I'm very s- confident it's going to happen this week. Oh, good. There we go. Interesting. Maybe you sit him against Philadelphia. Uh, maybe, depending on what your team looks like. And then he gets healthy on the bye. And then I think you probably see more like 12 plus carries after the bye. Okay. So I'm assuming all of you would be fine training Jerome Ford for Brees Hall. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you should expect to probably give up another starter in that deal, if I was guessing. But Yeah. Well, um, to, you know, to, to support Jerome Ford, I think I did this on a previous show. We knew he had these really tough matchups. But if he's still the starting running back and not really get, getting too much of a threat from Kareem Hunt later in the year, I, I, you know, couldn't that pay off as a, as a solid you know, number two running back? Especially when he takes on the Jaguars, Bears, and Texans in weeks 14, 15, and 16. Although I don't know if the Texans run defense is really a weak spot anymore. But you gotta you gotta wait that long. You know that oh. the schedule's tough for him even after the bye. San Francisco and Indianapolis, the two weeks after. What does the eyeball test show you? He's had two games as a starter. He's had some good plays, and the catches definitely help him out, but he he's not efficient. Like the, yeah. they're, they're, we now know the reason why he wasn't mixing in with Nick Chubb much before Nick Chubb got hurt. It's gonna be it's gonna be touchdowns. It's gonna be you know the three catches that are gonna have to help him. Um, I think the, the 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 one thing that's interesting with the Browns moving forward is Kevin Stefanski threw his quarterback under the bus. If this if the snippet of the quote that was circulated is is accurate, you know that you never want to take just a few words in a in a press conference out of context as if you saw the Jamar chase clip as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that Kevin Stefanski threw his quarterback under the bus, seemingly, I think they're still going to try and limit what Deshaun Watson does because I don't think Kevin Stefanski likes his quarterback very much. Okay. Uh, Dave, who's your favorite by low? Brees Hall was my favorite by low. I'm, I'm still a big fan of Damian Pierce as a by low. And I love the I, I okay. I don't love the fact that he had a touchdown called back in week four. I would have preferred that he actually scored the touchdown. But for the buy low case, I think it's great that that touchdown did not count for him. I think that he still got plenty of potential to be the heavy down uh, workhorse running back for Houston. We've seen that backfield go. I think this is what we're hoping for with the Jets go from three guys being used from week to week down to two. 
and then one of the two being the lead guy. And I think Pierce can be the lead guy. That offensive line could get healthy really quick. It's already been pretty good. And I know that they just lost another interior lineman. It was their worst lineman that got hurt in week number four. So I think Pierce is going to have the workload. I think the touchdowns will come. He's looked explosive when he's actually had room to run. And I still believe that he can be finished the year as a top 15 type of fantasy running back. Okay. Brees Hall or Damian Pierce, rest of season? Hall. I have Hall higher in PPR. They're the same in non-PPR. Yeah, I think there's more upside with Hall. There's probably a safer floor with Pierce, just knowing what the ACL injury has typically done for the guys in their first year back. Jamie, who's your favorite by low? Uh, you said a few of them already. Um, I'm going to go to Ramondre Stevenson. You know, two good Ooh. fantasy out, outings to start the season, two miserable ones the last two weeks. I'm hoping that when the offensive line gets a little bit healthier and Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi situation gets figured out, you know, Bill Belichick said his mistakes were uncharacteristic against the Cowboys. I don't know if I buy that. So I don't know if Mac Jones can get figured out, but I still think there's an opportunity here for Ramondre Stevenson to deliver top 20-ish production. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 guy like I had hoped. Um, I don't really worry about Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's just a, a speed bump in the way for whatever Ramondre Stevenson can be. Um, mm. So I, I, I think there are better days ahead for Ramondre Stevenson, especially as the schedule gets a little bit better as the season goes on. Okay. So Brees Hall for Heath, Damian Pierce for Dave, Ramondre Stevenson for Jamie. Anybody want to throw out a non-running back? Sure. How about Jalen Waddle? Yeah, you said that already. That's why I didn't say Waddle. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I made a trade offer last night for Waddle and Dallas Goddard. And you offered Jerome Ford. Yeah, I offered uh, <laughs> I offered Jerome Ford and uh, Antonio Gibson. I think was the other one in that. No. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go through what the trade offer was, but uh, you know. No, just, we got to hear it now. It's not that bad. I offered Ken Walker the deal. So um, okay, what did you? <laughs> let's run it through the trade chart. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think he I want to do this. this. There's more people that he's asking for. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, <laughs> well, this has no chance of getting accepted now. But you never know. I offered. All right, let's see. It's in the podcast league, so this person's definitely listening. So if you wouldn't mind helping me out here, I offered Ken Walker, T. Higgins, and Jake Ferguson for Travis Etienne. Jalen Waddle and Dallas Goddard. That's not awful. I don't think that's, that's awful not that bad, right? I mean, like Ferguson's been better than Goddard. Walker, I would rather have Walker than ETN, so I'm giving up the best player in the deal. Um, and then Higgins versus Waddle might be sort of close at some point. So we'll see. Um, but Waddle can't. Wait, Dallas, or sorry, Dallas it's Goddard funny. cannot be this bad, right? Higgins and Waddle were pretty close in draft rankings, and Higgins yeah. probably scored more fantasy points this year, right? Yeah. He had one good game because he had that monster <laughs> game. It's amazing. Well, I mean, Waddle also missed the game. Too. All right, so tell them, tell them to accept. So every they he said, I, if you're I wouldn't take it. No chance. Oh, shut up, Heath. I didn't ask you. Uh, but seriously, Goddard can't be this bad. Nick Sirianni said they want to get him more involved. He's still a big part of the passing game. Been one of the most efficient tight ends in football, like year after year, and he's just having a horrible season. Um. He's having a horrible season for him. It's not necessarily a horrible season for the position. <laughs> like I would he still say has two is. games with, with with nine PPR points, which is about hey, that's that's good. <laughs> he's tight end thirty eight <laughs> in non PPR, I guess. In yeah, he's had two home. awful awful yeah. games. Completely different tight end tight conversation end if it's PPR or non PPR. Well, okay, sorry, he's tight end thirty in PPR. He scored fewer points than Kyle Pitts. My bad. He's been horrible. 
Anybody believe in Dallas Goddard right now? I think the type of trade you're trying to pull off where you're having him thrown into a deal is perfect. I don't know if I want to trade, you know, somebody of name value to get Dallas Goddard because he still has name value. Like, I need to see it first. But it's good that Nick Sirianni is saying that they want to get him going. And look, the, prior to last week, the pr- two previous games, the targets and the receptions were there. So I don't think, like, he's washed as a player. I just think the situation right now is pretty crappy. Yeah. They don't use him downfield. His A dot going into last week was under five yards. So it, it's really hard for him to make an impact when he's catching a bunch of short passes. And this is a team when they get near the goal line, what do they do? It's the tush push. They're pushing Jalen Hurts over the goal line. They're not throwing. I think they had the second lowest pass rate inside the five last week. So or over the season going into last week, I should say. There's there's it's, there's a lot to dislike about Goddard. And in non-PPR, I'd like to find shove. another tight end. They're calling it the brotherly shove. Yeah. A lot of people call it the tush push. The brotherly the tush shove. push is way more fun. The brotherly stuff is very clever. And if you want to contrast two franchises, the Eagles pick up first downs or score touchdowns on almost every single tush push. The Giants tried it once and two players got injured on the play. Well, did you see what Dable said? No. Well, yeah, I think so about that play. Yes. He said, we only did it in a walkthrough. We never practiced. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it wasn't like, a live what rep. A, what a <laughs> there are some bad, bad vibes on that sideline. Uh, uh, everywhere. All right, favorite sell highs, favorite sell highs right now. How about Jamie? I would be trying to sell. I know this sounds a little maybe counterproductive to what he, he could be, but I'd still be trying to sell Jonathan Taylor, you know, just based on the fact like his his name is still carrying a ton of value, understandably so, and he still could be awesome. But what if the ankle is a problem? What if he gets traded to a team that's not going to necessarily enhance his value to the level of making him a top five running back and he's just maybe part of a committee? Who knows? Um so there, there's a lot of people clamoring for running backs. There's a lot of people would still like to have them on their team. And if you can get something great in return, I'd be doing it. Like what? What would you be looking for for Taylor? Well, I mean, if you can get Jalen Waddle and let's say another running back thrown in with that, I would try to do something like that. Would you take Waddle and Ford? I would not take Waddle and Ford. I think you still got to get something good in return. But like if you wanted, if you could turn Jonathan Taylor maybe into Waddle and Kamara, I would do that. I think everybody would. I, I, I'm cons- I agree with I think he's a sell high. As long as you get something really good for him. Like if you can get Camara and Waddle for him, take that trade. Because when he comes back, we don't know how much he'll play. They Sykin already said that they're going to rotate him in on his first game. He hasn't practiced in six months plus. He also doesn't have the same type of upside working with Anthony Richardson. And we talked about that in July and in early August. If he gets traded, yeah, I, I think that's what helps his case, actually. Because he could go to a team. Like Baltimore, Jamie. I know you brought that up as an option. He he could be a monster there, but I don't think a trade's coming. I don't think a team wants to pay him, and I don't think that he wants to to like. I, I don't know if he doesn't want to go to another team where he's going to be stuck in on the same contract as now. I don't know what's going through his head. I think he might just accept going back to the Colts, and there's a chance he just plays whatever he needs to play to get credit for this year, and then sitting out the rest of the season, and that would be a doomsday scenario. Okay. This, this is a sell high window. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, if you're drafting today, we're redrafting right now. What round for Taylor? What round for Cup? So, rest of season on mm-hmm. draft. Mm-hmm. Cup's round two. Taylor's round three. That's fair. I was thinking two for both. Like, if I think if Taylor is round three, then you'll have a hard time getting more than Waddle for him. Because we we haven't dropped Waddle out of round three, have we? 
Yes. Oh, so you are you have downgraded Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I mean, just, he's, I think he's more of like a late round four type guy. He's still a top fifty player. But that's a big. Not, that's a big swing. That's a big. I don't yeah. think he's a late round four guy. I think he's in round three guy. I don't know. I don't know if the consistency is going to be there. The, the no, he should have had a touchdown last week. Yeah. If he had scored it, the touchdown, it would have been worth sixteen PPR points, and I think we would be happy with that. And then he wouldn't be a, a, a buy low wide receiver. Right. But I, I don't know how often, especially now that they've got a really good run game, how consistent will Jalen Waddle be? I don't know. Mike Mike McDaniel's got this trigger finger ready, trigger finger ready to go to, to start throwing the ball a lot more. I think it happens this week. Mm, I don't know. They're going to struggle this week. All right, uh, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants this week. Heath, who's your favorite so high? Um, I'll go with Mister Touchdown. Like I said, there's a couple of Mister Touchdowns, but Kyron Williams. Um, like he's got, and he's a little bit dinged up, so that might make the trade more difficult. I would rather have Jonathan Taylor than Kyron Williams rest of season. So I think you're looking at Kyron Williams as maybe like if you could get a, a player who you think should be drafted in the first three rounds, I would definitely take that. I'd view him more as like a round four type guy. I'm not sure we're going to get the same number of targets if Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are both in the receiving core. And so much of his rushing production is just touchdowns. Okay. I wonder though, Heath, if like just based on the game we saw from Zach Moss, and I don't want to compare Zach Moss to Jonathan Taylor because they're nowhere near in the same realm. But not no receptions and no touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. Like, let's say he's just a 100-yard rushing guy, you know, doing what DeAndre Swift has done without right. the, the couple of touchdowns that he scored and, and what we saw last week in the passing game. Like, if Kyron Williams' situation is better than Jonathan Taylor's, if they're both healthy rest of season. Yeah, there were some running back targets in Richardson's first game in a quarter, though, right? Like, Deion Jackson flubbed up a bunch of targets, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm um, not saying there's going to be no running back targets. Right. There's obviously going to be be a handful, but is it going to be consistent, especially knowing what running quarterbacks typically do? By the way, the Colts have only one running back touchdown so far this year. So when Jonathan Taylor comes back, is that the end of the Anthony Richardson fund? The touchdowns are going away. Hot garbage will be here. <laughs> All right. You're finding anything to make that take work, right? <laughs> uh, if, if Anthony Richardson had zero touchdowns this year, would he still have more fantasy points than Daniel Jones? I mean, do you always have to make this about Daniel Jones? And I'm guessing <laughs> well, no. Why because, would you bring the heart garbage thing up again? I'm just joking. I, I, I'm making fun of myself, and you're making fun of me. So, like, <laughs> that, that's... Like we're on the same side. Okay, yeah, there we go. We're on the same page. <laughs> Uh, Dave, who's your who was, favorite? Who was the quarterback you were taking ahead of him? Was it Deshaun? Deshaun Watson, for sure. Yeah. Who, by the way, Deshaun Watson has, and I didn't, I'm going to let you know, honestly, I didn't even see what Kevin Stefanski said. I had to Google it after Jamie said, Kevin Stefanski kind of questioned Deshaun, Deshaun Watson sitting out with the shoulder injury while praising David Njoku for playing with the Burns. Um, but John Watson's actually had two good fantasy games with like 22 or more points. Uh, I'm not saying I take him over Richardson, but I think the perception is a little bit different than the reality for for Watson because he looks so bad. But uh, he's actually been okay for fantasy. Well, of course, the Titans helped with that regard. Um, Jonathan Taylor for Jamie, Kyron Williams for Heath, who he said was still a guy he valued as a fourth-round pick. So you don't have to sell Kyron Williams, but if you can turn him into something, great. And Dave, real quick for you, because I do have to get to a fun game before Jamie has to leave early today. Who's your favorite sell high? David Montgomery. Three touchdown game. I know that he's going to be the lead lines running back, but he's never going to have a game like this. You got the best out of him. See if you can find a, a running back desperate manager to overpay for him. I, unfortunately, I'm not sure I agree. Like, he's going to 
keep doing this. I don't know if he's like, right. He's not gonna score three touchdowns, Dave. But don't you think he's clearly gonna be their lead running back? I don't see any reason for them right now to go to Gibbs. Well, what's his stat line when he doesn't score? <clears throat> Why wouldn't no, he no, score? No, he does score. <laughs> Why wouldn't he score? Like, well, I, I I think there will be some games shockingly where he will not score you, a touchdown. Yes, and yes. But the guy who replaced that will be a little bit tough to do. There's the no guy question. he replaced average a touchdown a game last year. It's like, <laughs> and he's better than him. Okay, so if you can sell high on somebody like that and maybe upgrade at wide receiver and get one of those wide receivers that we took with a top twenty five ish pick, I think you should do it. I wouldn't take Waddle for him. I'd want something with Waddle for him. But can you turn him into Devontae Smith after Smith's coming off two games without a touchdown? In PPR leagues, I would do that. Would you, rather, would you guys rather have Kyron Williams or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery. Williams. All right. Thursday night, join us for our live stream before the game, before Chicago-Washington, which we will talk about in a little bit. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. We'll be answering your starter sit questions or any questions you have. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. And that will be me, Dave Richard, and Jacob Gibbs making his first appearance on a live stream this year. Uh, news and notes real quick. Dave already mentioned this, but Houston left guard Kendrick Green, who Dave said was their worst offensive lineman, is actually someone they traded for to replace another injured lineman earlier this year. He's out indefinitely with a torn meniscus. Um, they could get center Juice Scruggs back in week six. Kenny Pickett is questionable with a bone bruise. Pete Carroll said, quote, I think so. When asked if Geno Smith was okay, they have their bye week. Nick Sirianni said the Eagles need to get Dallas Goddard the football. Buffalo edge rusher Von Miller is hoping to play this week in London against Jacksonville. That is a Buffalo home game. And Chicago safety Eddie Jackson and cornerback Jalen Johnson both missed practice, which would obviously help the passing game for the Washington Commanders. We will take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll do a little fill in the blank from the audience, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. Let's do some fill in the blank here. I put the tweet out earlier, so let's see. Uh, this is this your game? What's that? I did, is this your game? I did make up fill in the blank. Uh, thank you for reminding me. I had totally forgotten about this invention. Uh, from Aaron St. Dennis. I think we kind of covered this. Aaron. The disappointing player who is about to turn it around is blank. I think we all just gave a guy yeah. earlier in the show, right? <laughs> There's got to be more than maybe two, five by lows. Well, of course. I mean, we could probably do a whole show on the T Higgins if he gets healthy. See, um, that's the thing. I don't really think our, our people are so aggressive. I don't know. Do you think people are aggressively going after Bengals right now with how bad we just had a been? trade in our uh, salary cap league where uh, Zach Brook and Jack Capitordo made a trade? I think it was Christian Watson and somebody for T Higgins. Oh, Quentin Johnson. 
It was uh, Christian Watson and Quentin Johnston for T. Higgins. The problem I have with T. Higgins as an answer to that is the is about to turn it around. Like if if the answer was is going to turn it around in the next month, I'd feel pretty good about T. Higgins. Yeah. I wonder or if the, the Bengals continue to lose, does he become a trade chip mm. for a draft yeah. in real life? Yeah. Like, hi, Kansas City. Yeah. Go get T. Higgins. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, let's do some different fill in the blanks here. From Ken, if Cooper Cup returns in week five and plays the rest of the season, Puka Nakua is a top blank wide receiver rest of season? 30. 26. Yeah, I think it's probably 30. It's the, the the question is, has Puka done enough to where Cooper Cup's a 27% target share guy instead of 32? Because if that's the case, then it could be 20. But 30 is a good good answer. I think, you know, the the it's it's not apples to apples, but just in terms of Matthew Stafford supporting two wide receivers, mm-hmm. we've clearly seen it already this season. You know, where both Tutu Atwell and, and uh, Puka Nakua have been fairly productive aside from week four. So... It can still happen. Problem is, is does Tutu go away? You know, and does yeah. Tyler Higby go away? <laughs> and then, then it's like, okay, I think there's just a lot of mouths to feed in this offense all of a sudden. All right, next fill in the blank. Nico Collins from David. Nico Collins is a top blank wide receiver rest of season. 15. 22. 18. I'll split the difference. Nico or Jalen Waddle? Nico. I could I could buy into Nico. Sure. <laughs> uh, Logan Thomas will score blank touchdowns against the Bears on Thursday. Zero. Zero, Zero is probably a good guess. DeAndre Hopkins from Riley. DeAndre Hopkins is a top blank wide receiver rest of season. 35. 42. I'll go, I'll go 30. This one is pretty interesting to me, guys, because there are some good, I think, underlying metrics here for Hopkins. He's just not healthy. So I, you know, I wonder, could he actually get back to being close to a must-start receiver if he's healthy? Because target per route run or yards per route run or something like that, he's like, I think target per route run, he's one of the leaders. Um, We just haven't really seen, you know, he's just got Yeah, it's definitely targets, not yards, I think. Okay. It can't be yards. He had a shot at a long touchdown last week on a trick play. Yeah, yeah, pass was a little bit too long. What is going to help him and really help the Titans overall is they're going to get two starting linemen back this week. The rookie Skaronsky at guard, he's going to be back. And then Petit Frere was caught up in the gambling scandal, but his suspension got lifted early like Jameson Williams did. So that's going to help that offensive line. That'll help protect Ryan Tannehill. And maybe that helps more passes get thrown accurately his way clearly is the number one receiver there. All right, let's do well, a few more. He just more needs his best quarterback to throw him the ball. So when Derrick Henry gets in the red zone, they just need <laughs> to have that connection. <laughs> let's do a few more rapid fire here. Um, Jamison Williams will have blank effect on Amonra St. Brown rest of season. No. Minimal. Zero. Uh, if Devon Achan continues playing at this pace, Raheem Mostert, well, he won't at this pace, but Raheem Mostert <laughs> is the top blank running back rest of the season. 25 20 and most are to buy low he's an interesting buy low do you think jeff wilson so high so high by low do you think jeff wilson matt factors in not when those two are healthy at some point yeah right well eventually one of them will not be he will when one of them gets hurt okay 
And uh, Keenan Allen is a top blank re- wide receiver rest of season. Eight. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. It's t- what game do you think we're playing today? Fantasy feud. Um, guess what Adam's putting on his wall. <laughs> I actually have a very nice picture. That guess the last time Adam shaved his face. Oh I'm going to say gosh. two hours. I think you should let the beard go. No, I I, I look horrible. I just you look you look kind of manly, which is different for you. Do I really? I don't think I look manly. Yeah, I like that. he said that. He sat up straight. He's like, I look sloppy. Well, I was trying to show off the beard. Very little gray. Oh, we're playing the fantasy feud. Dave was right. You have to say your name I'll to for that. buzz in. Uh, we don't usually do a three-person fantasy feud, so this will be interesting. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I guess, how the hell is this going to work? I've never played a three-person fantasy feud. Should have done Jeopardy. I don't even know how it would work. Yeah. Um, I know. Why don't we have the first round between two people, and then the winner takes on the person who sits out the second round? Okay. Schaefer, who's playing in the first round? You can decide the two. Uh, Dave and Jamie. Dave and Jamie. Yeah. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. I hope I get this because I love <clears throat> passing to Jamie. It's been a long time since I played Fantasy Feud against Jamie. The top five answers are on the board. I'm looking for passing yards leaders. Jamie. Jamie. Kirk Cousins. Is number three. Number three. Dave, you can try to get number two or number one here. Um, Josh Allen. Uh, sorry, I did not get my wrong buzzer queued up fast enough. I apologize. Ah. But... All right, Jamie, pass or play? Pass. Okay, Dave. You are up. You get three strikes. We've got Kirk Cousins, number three, off the board. Who are the top five passing yards leaders? Tua? Number one. Oh, why didn't I say Tua before? Um, Passing yards leaders, passing yards leaders. Mahomes. He stinks, in case you haven't realized. Yep. <laughs> How many passing yards does he have? I don't know, but I'm not going to let you filibuster here. You're on the clock. Okay, okay. Um, I, I don't think Justin Herbert is right. Five. <clears throat> is that your guess? Yeah. How many more guesses do I have? Justin Herbert is number five. So you now have number one, number three, and number five. You have two more wrong answers. Two more wrong answers. Two more wrong answers. And what game are we playing again? Can you remind five, me? What, what are the rules? Four, three... Two, passing yards leader. Goff. Goff had a big game. Do you want that? Your second guess was not Goff. Your second guess was you ran out of time. Do you want Goff to be okay, your third? Okay, fine, fine. Oh, hold on. There's a guy that's thrown for like 300 yards every game. Stafford. Stafford is number two. There's only one left. You've got Tua, Stafford, Cousins, and number five, Herbert. Heath knows the answer. Heath knows But this. he's not participating. It's got to be somebody off the rail. Five. Or oh, could it be the three, could could it be CJ Stroud? Is that your guess? Yeah, you got it. You, oh, you swept well it. done. Nice work, dude. Well done. That's the ah. worst. The worst. <laughs> What'd you say? It's so bad. What do you mean bad? You gave him forty-five minutes to figure. It out. No, I don't think so. I think it was a legit win. It was a legit. Can somebody win. tell me what the weather is in Sleepy Hollow? I need more time to. to <laughs> Look at the, all the teams. I don't live in Sleepy Hollow anymore, Dave, so I don't know. But all right, our next category is going to be Dave versus Heath. The top six answers are on the board. I am just double checking to make sure I have the correct answers here. Uh, I don't have the correct answers here. What the hell am I awesome. looking at? All right, I'll go to the last one. 
What? Why did it? Wait a second. Oh, no, I did have the right. Steve Harvey I, I would never right let an- this happen. I did have the right answers. Never. Top, top six answers are on the board. Steve Harvey would announce the wrong Miss Universe, okay? <laughs> top six answers are on the board. I'm looking for the leaders in running back carries. Dave. Dave. Kenneth Walker. Uh, No. Mm. Eighth. Heath. Yes. <laughs> Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is incorrect. Dave, you got another, there we go. You got another guess, Dave. Running back I carries. I got another guess. Um, Christian McCaffrey. He's number one. He has the most carries in the NFL. Pass Good or, job, Dave. Pass or play? We're passing the hell out of this. Just so you know, whenever you watch Fantasy Family Feud, they always play. But you guys always pass. All right, Heath, top six answers are on the board. McCaffrey is off the board. Who are the next five? Running back carries leaders. Yikes, I have no idea. Kyron Williams. Number nine. Oh, okay. Tony Pollard. Number three. You got that. He's third. Wow. Actually, sorry, he's tied for second. Tied for second. So we've got number two and what? One. McCaffrey and Pollard. Um, Derrick Henry? Also tied for second. So now you have the top three. Um, James Conner, eleventh. Only four. Carries. How many are left? Uh, four, five, and six. Who's on a bye this week? <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Yes, <laughs> five, four, three. Brian Robinson, thirteenth. All right, that was it. Thirteenth. That was yeah. No, but, that was only my second miss. That was your second. Sorry. Brian Robinson's thirteenth in carries, but he's only five carries behind number six. So, um, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, you get one, you have one more guess. We have McCaffrey, Henry, and Pollard. We need three more. Man, I've got no freaking <laughs> clue. Oh, there's there's five, one that's right up your alley. Um, three, John two. Robinson. Uh, where is he? He's not very high. Not ranked. 22nd. Okay. All right, Dave, it is your chance to go to 2-0 and and win the feud. Heath, what running back have you absolutely Just answer the question. the last two weeks in your rankings? You've done a great job with Zach Moss. And he He's got to be up there. Number six. Number six. And that's, that's without even playing in week one. Uh, the other, who else did we miss? Travis Etienne is four and David Montgomery is five. And our final round between the two losers is Heath versus Jamie. I am looking for just straight up PPR fantasy points. The top five tight ends. Jamie. Jamie. Mark Andrews. Is number one. Pass or play? Pass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Heath. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is incorrect. TJ Hawkinson. He stinks. Uh, yes, Hawkinson. Oh, I suck at this game. I was doing non PPR. Would you rather do PPR <laughs> okay. or non PPR? I mean, Andrews and Ke- and Hawkinson are both are both correct, but Andrews is number one in non PPR, and he's number five in full PPR. Which would you rather guess? PPR. PPR. All right. So Hawkinson is number one. Andrews is number five. We need three more. And Kelsey's still wrong in PPR. Kelsey's seventh. Yeah. Okay. Evan Ingram. Number four. You have two, two strikes Laporta. left. Sam Laporte is number two. Two strikes left and one more to get. So far, you've gotten uh, Hawkinson, Laporta, Ingram, and Andrews. 
and I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. Um, Just keep staring at the chat. They'll tell you. Zach Ertz. <laughs> Ertz is 10th. Ertz was a good guess. It was a good guess. Um, Jake oh, Ferguson. Jamie's guy. Eighth. All right, we're looking for tight end three in PPR, Jamie. Your chance to steal. Uh, tight end three in PPR, and the, the other guys are Laporta, Ingram, Hawkinson, and Andrews. Uh-huh. And it's my guy, Dave says. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that would have been my guess. But I think Keith just guessed him. I don't know who it would be. Uh, tight end five or tight end. Oh, I'm sorry. What number is it? Three. Three? I have <laughs> um, no idea. Um, this has three, turned into a master class two, on how not to host and how to filibuster. And how not to be a quiet guest. Five, four. Hunter Henry. That's a good guess. He's number six. It is Cole Komet. Cole Komet is tight end three right now with 189 yards and two touchdowns and 18 catches. And Jamie unceremoniously will exit with an 0-2 record on Fantasy Feud. Thank you, Jamie, for your time today. I pass on the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) And we will play. All right, that was good stuff. Thank you, guys. Um, Would you rather do... Let's do Chicago-Washington. Chicago's Uh, a... No, 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 no. These two teams are both bottom four in points allowed, but the Commanders just played Buffalo and Philadelphia. Here's your stat of the game. DJ Moore has five catches of 20 or more air yards in four games. That is tied for the second most in the NFL. Tied with Tyreek Hill, only Justin Jefferson has more. DJ Moore, five catches of 20 or more air yards. The Commanders have allowed the second most receptions of 20 or more air yards. They are getting beat deep over and over. Week one, not so bad. Week two, three, four, that was Denver... Uh, Buffalo and Philadelphia just destroying Washington deep. You guys really like DJ Moore. He, th- he seems like he's a must-start. I think he's like top 15 for everyone, uh, 16th for Jamie. Uh, yeah, 15th in PPR. So, yeah, start start Moore. Start DJ Moore. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, the, the Bears passing game with number three tight end, Cole Komet, <laughs> and Moore in fields? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Komet's a starter at tight end. He's tied with DJ Moore for the season in terms of team target share. Chase Claypool's out of the picture, and so it's kind of consolidated a little bit in terms of the total targets. So I still don't think Justin Fields is going to be throwing for 275 yards or anything, but he should be. He should be okay. So coming off that big game as the start of the week, you guys have him closer to 10th, 12th, something like that. So. Dave, who are some quarterbacks you'd start over Justin Fields? So I'm still working through my quarterback rankings, so this is all in pencil. But Richardson's going to be ahead of him. I think Jordan Love should still be ahead of him. He's taking on Las Vegas. It's a much easier matchup. Brock Purdy I currently have ahead of him. And Russell Wilson I have ahead of him. A couple things to keep in mind. First of all, bye week, so we don't have Justin Herbert. Uh, Second of all, I, I want to trust Fields. He had this amazing game, but it was against Denver. And they're, if Chicago isn't the worst defense in the NFL, then Denver is. It, it, those are the bottom two. Those are the matchups you want your players to be going up against right now. And it's not like Washington's defense is great. You talked about how they're getting burned by the deep ball. That's like the only thing that really helps me out when it comes to Justin Fields because Fields has been good throwing the deep ball this year. I, I'm nervous to start him, but I don't know if I can find 12 other quarterbacks on a bye week that I'll confidently take ahead of him. Uh, how about Jordan Love at the Raiders on Monday night or Justin Fields? Said that. I would take Love oh, over sorry. Fields as of now. My bad. How about you, Heath? Yeah, in six point, I would. In four point, I'd rather start Fields. Brock Purdy against the Cowboys. Said that Fields. one, too. 
Purdy right. Overfield. I pause. I was looking something up. So it's all good. I do that all the time. Um, all right. Uh, hey, Chicago. Quick word on Komet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heath mentioned this, but it, it's really true. The target share for Komet the first three weeks of the season. These are games where Chase Claypool was playing seventeen point nine percent. So pretty good for a tight end, but not great. Last week without Claypool on the field, 28.1% target share, exactly what you're looking for. And snaps in the first three games when Claypool didn't play, the target share was over 35% mm. for Cole Komet. I think he'll be the number two option in this passing game. We're also not seeing fields run nearly as much as we did last year. Last week, only two designed runs. And maybe that's just a byproduct of taking on Denver. But without that rushing upside, that kind of hurts Fields a little bit, in my opinion. But it helps his targets. It's why I'm confident in DJ Moore and why I don't hate Cole Komet this week, even though the matchup is not exactly easy for him. You guys, did, well, yeah, that's the thing. The Commanders, last year they were great against tight ends, and so far this year they're number one against tight ends. It seems like a strength of their team. You didn't give a whole bunch of names that you're starting over Komet that I'm about to ask you about again, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Jake Ferguson against the Niners or Cole Komet? I've got Ferguson. Commit. Cole Komet or Dallas Goddard? Commit. I have Goddard one spot higher. Cole Komet or Darren Waller at the Dolphins? Commit. Waller's higher. Cole Komet or Daniel Jones? Superflex. <laughs> Daniel Jones. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Khalil Herbert? I thought he might be a little bit higher in your rankings coming off the... Uh, 18 carry, four catch performance, 22.2 fantasy points against the Broncos. And uh, Washington, they're okay against the run. They're 15th against running backs, four yards per carry, 4.1 yards per carry allowed. Um, really good in the passing game, though. They don't give up a lot in the passing game, the running backs. Heath, how do you feel about Khalil Herbert? And actually, do you like him better or worse than Brian Robinson? I prefer Brian Robinson. Better matchup for him. Think pretty similar type roles. Um, Robinson is a high-end number two running back. Herbert, a low-end number two running back. But they're both solid starts as number two options for me. Again, there's bye weeks. There's injuries at running back. So Khalil Herbert kind of falls into that range. The commanders have actually been awesome at limiting yards after contact against running backs and only eight missed tackles this year against running backs. Mm. The, these are These are stats that hurt Khalil Herbert quite a bit. And last week was just the first time all year that he had a favorable game script. It was good to see him get a lot of work. I don't know if I can guarantee that he'll get the same amount of work against Washington. Well, I, it's not just bye weeks for me, though. I'd start Herbert. I mean, Miles Sanders will be dependent on his injury status, but I'd start him over Madison, and I'd start him over Gibbs. I'd start him over Ramondre. I'd start him over Damian Pierce. I'd start him over Najee. Madison against the Chiefs. Uh, I've not, got him over Najee. I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, Najee against the Ravens. So, yeah, I mean, the game script thing, you guys expecting this to be a close game? Yeah. I'm expecting it to be a sloppy, low-scoring game. I, like, I don't know how you could ever expect the commanders to blow somebody out. And this is not the first... Or the Bears. I just have to disagree with one thing Dave said, and it's kind of been... Not just Dave, but... This was not the first close game that the Bears played. They week two, they were down by three points with like three minutes left. They threw a pick six against the Bucks, so it ended up being a 10-point game. But that was a close game in the fourth quarter, and Khalil Herbert had seven carries in that game. Oh no, yeah, seven carries. So I don't know what to mess that game too. I don't know what to make of it. Do they have to have a big lead for Khalil Herbert to get a ton of carries? I don't know. So I think it's gotta it's gotta be something like that. 
All right, the guys are being cautious with him. He's number two, maybe flex yeah. running back. But, but I love Brian Robinson. All right, let's go I to think that this is an side. awesome matchup for him. He's close to being a top twelve running back this week. I think he is in non PPR. You do have him eighth in non PPR. Jamie has him fifth in non PPR, seventh in full PPR. Heath, you're the low guy on Robinson, but still like him at sixteen. So, yeah, go ahead, Heath. I mean, like this is a fantastic matchup, mm-hmm. but. It's there's still plenty of Brian Robinson concerns. Like if you told me that the Bears came out and built a two touchdown lead in the first half, I wouldn't be all that surprised by it. Um, there, there's plenty of ways things can go wrong for the Commanders, and they can fall behind as well. So it is a a potentially great spot for him. And if they're playing ahead, I think he has 20 rush attempts and rushes for more than 100 yards and probably a touchdown. But things can go almost as bad for him as they can for Khalil Herbert. So, so the Bears have now allowed 19 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in seven of their last nine games. Yowzers. Would you start Brian Robinson or David Montgomery against Carolina? Montgomery. I've got Montgomery higher. <clears throat> Brian, sorry, Brian Robinson or Alvin Kamara? I think that was Kamara. your first cough of the show. Yeah, I know. Getting better. <laughs> yeah, Kamara. But I, I've got Kamara ranked too high. I'm looking at my rankings now. Kamara or uh, Robinson or Ramondre Stevenson against the Saints? Oh, Robinson by a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. Washington wide receivers, do you like either one of them? You know that Terry McLaurin does not have a single red zone target this year. Um, and yet he's led the team in targets all four games and uh, all leads the team in receptions all four games. He's 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 been the number one guy for Sam Howell. And he should have had a big game last week. How was off target on a deep throw to McLaurin? That last week was one little tiny data point. But one of the things I'd been complaining about the first three weeks of the season is how often Washington was throwing to their tight ends and how little they were throwing to their wide receivers. And that changed last week, but it was only one game. I think it was a combined 17 targets for McLaurin and Dotson. Hmm. Um, Hopefully things keep trending that direction. Yeah. For whatever reason, I mean, it's probably because teams run on them and they lose all the time, but the Bears don't see a lot of wide receiver targets. No wide receiver this year has more than eight targets against them. I think last year they they saw very few targets from wide receivers, so they weren't like they weren't good against wide receivers, but they weren't that bad because they didn't get the wide receivers didn't get targeted that much. So I I know you guys are not sitting starting Dotson. Dotson is you know, just he hasn't had more than 40 yards in any game. I know he scored a touchdown. Borderline number three. Dotson. Mm-hmm. And what like about- a bye week replacement. We can, <laughs> we can use that term now. Yeah. What about McLaurin? He's a start. Uh, each top target earning wide receiver that plays outside like McLaurin against Chicago has found at least 10 PPR points. That includes guys that you wouldn't even think of like Rashi Rice with 10 PPR points. Uh, Sutton last week. I think he had 11 or 12 PPR points. I think that there's a higher ceiling for McLaurin than that, but I think that that's a safe floor. Okay. He's borderline number two. Would you start Marquise Brown or uh, McLaurin? Literally back-to-back. That was a, a great, great question. I would slightly prefer Terry McLaurin at this point in the week, but it's close enough that that might change by Sunday morning. I've got Brown one spot higher. How about Adam Thielen at Detroit or McLaurin? Thielen. I think it's got to be Thielen. Calvin Ridley. Thielen and PPR. Do you like Thielen better in non-PPR? No, PPR for me. PPR. Yeah. 
How about uh, Calvin Ridley or Terry McLaurin? Oh, I was going to have Dave look that up. I should I should just look it up. But what are we it. looking up? I always like the Dave looks things up in the middle of the show bits. Um, hmm. so I had Adam Pfeiffer yesterday on Dynasty FFT Dynasty, oh, Adam. and he was talking about how the Bills like to play a lot of press coverage, and Calvin yeah, Ridley's yeah. really struggled with press coverage. Huge! It's been a big problem for him this year. The Falcons came out and played heavy man coverage. They were the first team this year to play a lot of man coverage against Jacksonville. And uh, it, it, he definitely struggled with it. Christian Kirk benefited from it. And also game script really helped Jacksonville last week. They didn't have to throw much. Uh, what, what this he, week could be a little bit of a different story. I, I don't know if I really – I'd start Fields over Lawrence just to get into that game a little bit. I have Ridley currently over McLaurin. What were you going to say, Heath? Was that it? No, I was just wondering if Dave, like if Buffalo is really playing a lot of press man coverage. That's oh. something Ridley's really struggled with. I'll look it up. Yeah, but they obviously they just lost their best cornerback, so they don't have AJ Terrell. Yeah, uh, uh, they don't, but they do have a hell of a pass well, rush. Can we? Can we? Let's That's focus on Calvin Ridley a little bit later, I guess, um, later in the week. But uh, do who do you have ranked higher right now, Ridley or McLaurin? Ridley. Yep, Ridley. Right. Uh, any interest in Logan Thomas? No. Any interest in the Commanders DST? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. The Bears have given up so many points to opposing DSTs. Washington qualifies as a top 10 option. We didn't take our second break yet, did we? I don't think so. Let's do that now. We'll take another break. When we come back, I've got some fun stats. I think they're fun. I'll get your thoughts on them. And the most traded list and your emails and some grade to trade right after this. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fun with stats. Uh, oh, thank you, New York City. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. He says, Adam's a trooper. has been giving us all the fantasy knowledge. I don't know about that. And not feeling 100%. Special thanks, Adam. So, um, and I didn't display that comment. It's interesting. I'm actually sick again. I have a new illness. And I think going forward, when the kids go back to school, I think I'm just going to like rent an apartment for a month and let them get all their colds out of the way because they just keep keep infecting me. I'm sure we've all been there. Uh, you just got to stay away from your kids. Yeah, that's easy enough, right? Yeah. Uh, fun with stats. Lamar Jackson, Heath, you talked about this on Sunday, I think. Lamar Jackson has two design runs from the three-yard line or closer in four games. His career high for a season is five. Love the way they're using him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. I mean, that's, he's just never been a goal line back, basically, Lamar Jackson. He is now. Uh, top six running backs in avoid rate. Minimum 40 carries. 
Khalil Herbert going up against that Washington team that doesn't miss tackles. Khalil Herbert, Ken Walker, Raheem Mostert, Isaiah Pacheco, Zach Moss, and David Montgomery. <clears throat> now, I will say if you lowered the threshold, McLaughlin and Achan would, would be the top two, but 40 carries. It's Herbert, Walker, Mostert, Pacheco, Zach Moss, David Montgomery. And your bottom six in avoid rate, minimum 40 carries. This is a more interesting list, I think. Because you got Zeke on there. You've got Dylan on there. You've got Gus Edwards on there. You've got Josh Kelly on there. But two other names, not avoiding tackles, uh, Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard. Does anyone that's new for Pollard. Yeah. I mean, look, it is small sample. But does anyone make anything of that? It's not a well, list you want to be on. I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot in the past during the the great Zeke Pollard Wars of 2021 and 2022. <laughs> it's much easier to be the most efficient running back in the league when you're not on pace for 400 touches. Um, it's it's much easier to do that on a workload of, of, of 10 to 12 touches per game than it is on a workload of, of 18 to 20. So I, I do think, like we saw... Last week, probably not a good indicator because it was a blowout win. But Pollard only had 11 rush attempts. I wonder if maybe they'd be a little better off if they were spelling him a little more often. But he's not He's not been the same like by the advanced stats and then also by the, the, the traditional stats. He's not been the same efficiency at all. Yeah. Um, I think, I'm wondering, sometimes you get like a one bad week can really... Yeah, I'm checking sure. that out so now. I don't know if he just had a bad week in week four or whatever, but uh, he's got two games where he avoided three tackles and two games where he's avoided none. Mm. The games where he's avoided none, they beat the Giants forty to nothing, and they beat the Patriots thirty-eight to three. Mm. I don't know if we can make anything of it. It's it's really a mixed bag of a schedule because he's played two of the worst tackling teams I think so far: the Giants and the Cardinals, and then he's played the Jets and the Patriots. So. <laughs> Like, it's easier to avoid tackles against some teams than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Noah fan touchdown. Top 10 players in, or top six players in Ed's end zone targets. Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, and Romeo Dobbs. They are your That's leaders hilarious. in end zone targets. Lockett, Sutton, Evans, A.J. Brown, Higgins, Dobbs. How many of it's those a- guys were taken in with a top Forty pick, two. Well, the two. thing that I thought was hilarious was like we the one of the biggest cases for DK Metcalf, who has been a I think a great value at where he was drafted. But one of the biggest cases for him was yeah the touchdowns were bad last year, but we know he's going to get all these end zone targets. And then Tyler Lockett has more than him through the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, I think Metcalf's probably catching up. I think he had what the only end zone target last last week. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, that's good for Lockett. I feel like they all came in one game, or most of them, anyway. Well, that's probably not true. Mm, but what week about, one, he had one that he should have caught. Yeah. What about Dobbs in there? And Sutton. I mean, Sutton, feel, you know, feels a, I think, a little reliable, Heath? Yes. I, I still feel like Sutton over Judy in terms of the Broncos' preferences. Um, in terms of like the things that we like in wide receivers and, and fantasy upside, it's still Judy over Sutton, but the, I think Sutton is the more trusted option right now. I, the Dobbs is really interesting because I mean, it's obviously we've only seen half a game from Christian Watson. Um, but I don't, 
I don't think we should be just assuming that Christian Watson's going to be the number one Packers wide receiver rest of season. I he's agree. not my he's not my number one Packers wide receiver this week. Well, you know what those guys have in common? What? They both are averaging at least seven targets per game. Sutton's at exactly seven. Dobbs is at 8.3. You've got to figure that Dobbs' target share will come down a little bit once Watson gets moving, but I, I agree with Heath. I think that Dobbs is the most reliable receiver for Jordan Love, and he'll be the most consistent for fantasy managers as well. I mean, uh, let's stick with the Broncos there, Heath. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's good. Just, just pisses me off. I mean, Jerry Judy, the slot receiver, all of his numbers this year and last year, I won't bore you with the details. He's just better when he's out wide. And this is giving me little faith in things turning around. He's just should not be pigeonholed as a slot receiver. And uh, that's probably where the best matchup is against the Jets this week, though, right? Yeah, yes. that's a good point. But just going forward, I mean, he's just been better out wide and they're using him in the slot and it's bothering me quite a bit. <laughs> Well, well, it, it could that bother be a case you. Of who else do they have to put in the slot? Does that bother you more than the fact that their most explosive wide receiver runs like five routes a game? I, you know, look, Marvin Mims, you're talking about. I, I get the sense that at this point in his career, four games in, he's probably just a deep ball guy. But uh, that's obviously an exaggeration. But he's probably. I, I'd like to see him in the slot. Fine, me too. Put Judy out wide, for God's sake. Uh, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. One more thing here from Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk is having, I don't know, one of the best statistical seasons of any wide receiver. He's seventh in target per route run rate, first in catches per route run rate, second in A dot, first in air yards per route run, first in yards per route run, and second in yards per catch. Yep. Uh, you know, it's What does that mean to you, Heath? He's been spectacular. He is um, exhibiting star potential. If I wanted to be naysayer Heath, I would say like no receiver in the history of the universe has ever maintained this type of efficiency, and the targets aren't there for this type of fantasy production otherwise. But like that's kind of the two sides of it. I think I, I'm assuming it was just decoy Samuel last week, and so... I think that the target situation is probably going to be more balanced next week, but he he looks really good. He's a number two wide receiver is how I'd view him, but his peripherals are that of a number one. For sure. Um, I, I, Debo wasn't used downfield very much last week. His dot was curiously low. And all of the work that Ayuk had came against zone coverage. And I remember that one of the knocks that we had on him was that, well, he's, he crushes man coverage, but zone right. coverage, he's reeled in a little bit. No, he had some huge gains last week against zone coverage. He's beating them there. The 49ers want to have more explosive plays in their offense. This is the perfect guy to have it with. He's definitely a number two wide receiver who's a must-start because he can finish as a top three receiver any given week. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the best game Purdy ever had throwing the ball downfield. We don't usually see such accuracy on those deep balls, but he and Ayuk were connecting. He missed on one throw. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had the fourth best completion percentage ever with a minimum of 20 pass attempts. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that was fun with stats. Thank you very much. Uh, let's do some emails and grade the trade here. From Patrick, grade the trade. Half PPR, I give Josh Allen and Christian Watson. I get Anthony Richardson and A.J. Brown. So he gives up Allen and Christian Watson. He gets Anthony Richardson and A.J. Brown. 
A plus. Yeah, I like it better if you're getting Richardson and Brown. From Damian, I'm devastated at running back. I have Tyreek and Olave at wide receiver. Only start two receivers and a flex. Um, I drafted Hertz and I picked up Richardson. Thinking of rolling with Richardson, what level RB1 can I expect in return for Jalen Hurts? You could probably get Swift, ETN, Montgomery, maybe Connor, maybe Aaron Jones. That's about it. I'd be happy with any of those guys. Okay. And from maybe Derrick Henry. Maybe that's where you start. From Kyle, 12 team PPR, give up Olave. Get Tank Dell and Terry McLaurin. F. Yeah, it's not enough. I I wouldn't go quite as far as an F, but... D. Yeah, I think um, you probably traded a high-end number two for a pair of borderline number twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, from Bob. Kyle Pitts and Shaq Leonard were dropped in my league. What are your thoughts? Oh, maybe you consider Shaq Leonard. Go check my horrible I, IDP team, see how Shaq Leonard is I, doing. I have not moved off Kyle Pitts in my starting lineup, but I have seen him dropped and I haven't added him either. So that's kind of where I'm at with Kyle Pitts. I don't I'm just, you know, can't can't no action. I spent about five minutes yesterday looking into what would happen if Taylor Heineke took over for Desmond Ritter. Heineke last year, remember, different team, different offense has the exact same completion rate as Desmond Ritter this year at 62.2%, but he has a higher, last year he had, a higher yards per attempt, higher touchdown rate, higher A dot, higher percentage of throws that went 15 or more yards. So a little bit more of an aggressive passer. I think that would help Kyle Pitts. I think that's what you're waiting for if you've got Pitts. You're waiting for the Falcons to make a switch at quarterback. Yeah, uh, Shaq Leonard, by the way, his snaps, 86% in week one, 71%, 69%, 45% in week four. I still think they're managing his workload a little bit, but he's certainly not. I mean, he's been a bust uh, from an IDP perspective. Uh, Tom from a city northwest of Atlanta, 12-team half PPR. I was offered Puka and Pollard for Ridley and Henry. So give up Ridley and Henry, get Puka and Pollard. I'm in. Yeah. And he's from Rome, Georgia. What? You're tr- you're just you're happily giving getting Puka and Pollard for Ridley and Henry. I think Pollard's the best player in the deal. I would do it, yeah, but I'll say it's a B B minus. About yeah. you, Heath. It's higher than that. It's a at least a B. I mean. I could see Henry and Pollard being the same and Cooper Cup crushing Puka and really hating this deal. Okay. So you're not doing it? I, I'll go see. It's fine, but I'm not excited about it. Uh, this is from No Namer City, Dave. Bean from Plymouth, Massachusetts. Dear Joe, Richard, Kenny, and Mark. Do you think it's um, Richard Marks? No. They're Jets quarterbacks. He gave the answer. Joe Namath, Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien, Kenny O'Brien. I never heard him called Kenny O'Brien and Mark Sanchez. I have Moss and Connor. 
Come on. <laughs> Disrespect for Boomer. Yeah, right? Uh, I have Moss and Connor and Pollard and Roshan. I would blah, blah, blah. I would give Zach Moss and Gabe Davis, and I would get Brees Hall. Oh, A+. plus. Okay. All right. Thank you to Dave, Heath, Jamie, and Thomas and all of our audience. Appreciate you watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Starter Sit for the AFC Home Games on Fantasy Football Today. 